Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of the Hit Bodies podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I have so many exciting things I just want to talk to you about. It's been a great week. It's been it's been a weird week, but it's been a great week. So, let's just get right into it. But first, if you're new here and you're wondering what this podcast is, well, like I said, I'm your host, Chelsea, and I started this workout group back in 2017. And we do live workouts like every day, but it's like a tight knit community and it's literally like you're my workout buddy. Okay. So you're coming along for the workouts I believe in that I do as a trainer and you get to do them alongside me, of course, like with modifiers and stuff. But a big part of that is like being my workout buddy. We're going to chat. We're going to chat about like fitness stuff and we're going to chat about real life stuff. And this podcast is just kind of an extension of that. So for me to dive a little deeper, answer questions and just chat about stuff. Okay. So let's get into it. So this week I have hit what I like to call a case of the efforts. Now I haven't given into it, but I kind of want to talk about it because I think this is really, really common around like three to four weeks into a weight loss journey. And this is the part that you got to push through and it's tough. It's tough. So let me first remind you that a weight loss journey is not forever. Okay. A weight loss journey is going to be more challenging than simply maintaining a healthy weight because you're, you have to like, I don't know, like our bodies are not designed to be in a state of weight loss for a long period of time. So the deeper you get into it, I almost think it's like, it's like a little roller coaster. You kind of hit a little dip where it's like, oh, this kind of sucks, But then you refine and then you have like momentum and you're cruising, right? It's like super easy. It's almost like when you first start a weight loss journey, it's like, whoop, you're going downhill in a good way, like the good kind of downhill. And you're feeling really good and you're just coasting. And then all of a sudden it just kind of like you might hit a plateau like I did or you just you just feel kind of burnt out on being hyper aware of the food that enters your mouth or feeling like you need to work out consistently and that just isn't part of your normal routine typically. So it just, it just all feels too much and you just want to say F it. It's a normal feeling to have. However, I want to give you hope because I've been on the other side and I know what's to come. Okay. So first things first, when it comes to the food stuff, the way I think of it and the way I always explain it to people is it's like a pendulum. So if you don't know a pendulum, it's like that, it's like that thing that like swings, right? So it's like on one end, and and this feels unfair to me right now because I feel like I've never had crappy habits, at least not recently. It's more so just <laughs> I had a baby. So that is annoying. But like, let's say on one end, you had habits that got you to a state where you were overweight, okay? And you want to lose that weight, right? So on the other end of the pendulum is going to be the habits that help you lose weight, okay? And then somewhere in the middle, is where you find your happy medium. A lot of people try to jump right to the happy medium where it doesn't feel too hard. And I get that. I do. I get that. But oftentimes the pendulum didn't swing far enough. So then they kind of just go back to the old habits a little bit too soon because they have too many of those old habits in there still. And then they kind of just do this weird yo-yo thing and and then they never really hit their goals. Whereas if you embrace the challenge... And you kind of let those, you let the pendulum swing, you get to a place where you're getting awesome results and understand that once you hit that maintenance point, 
that's where you're going to find that happy medium. And it really does feel more effortless, but like, but it's tough. It's tough. And so just to kind of clarify with you guys, I don't encourage people to do like crazy things, right? So what I'm doing right now is I'm tracking my food. I'm breastfeeding. So I'm eating around 2,400 calories a day at minimum 160 grams of protein a day. And that is my current approach. Most days I'm trying to hit 180 grams, but that is really difficult if you're not doing a lot of protein supplements. And I don't necessarily just want to squeeze in a bunch of protein supplements, right? So I, I, 160 grams is like my, my minimum. And I try not to have more than one, like, I don't know, like a protein shake a day. Like, I don't just want to have like a bunch of protein shakes. Like that's, you know, that's not very good for you. Right. So anyway, that's my approach. And I'm, I'm just sharing that in case you are new here and you're like, Oh, like what's the extreme other side of the pendulum? Like that's not extreme, right? It's not extreme, but it, at the same time, um, I probably was only eating like 80 grams of protein before. So that drastic increase in protein has made a huge impact on being able to both maintain my milk supply while decreasing body fat. So anyway, what I'm getting at is the frustration of weight loss is totally normal. And if you're in that state and you really want to say F it, just know, I feel like that feeling comes right before you push through and you hit that part where you just kind of start to coast and it feels a lot easier. And when it comes to workouts, I posted this tip on Instagram this week and I I just really believe in it because it truly, this rule took me from couch potato to like a fitness junkie. So back in 2014, I just literally made this rule. I'm not going to go more than two days in a row without working out. That was it. That's the rule. So I, you know, you could work out on Monday, take Tuesday, Wednesday off if you're feeling lazy, whatever, but you had to go, you had to work out on Thursday. And then again, let's say you take Friday, Saturday off, you got to work out on Sunday and you just always stick with that rule. And it doesn't always feel like you're just craving days off, right? Eventually by doing that, you start to get in a rhythm and you start to feel better on the days you work out than the days you don't. And I would say like, I'm trying to think how long it took me to actually start feeling that way. I I really don't know. But I'll tell you this. Working out is addicting. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think eating healthy or, or eating mindfully is necessarily addicting. But having the consistent results and feeling confident in your body and all of those types of things, that's the addicting part. And that's what makes it worth it. Like, dude, dude, I can like smash nachos and dessert and all that stuff with the best of them but I don't let myself get into get into momentum with that you know what I mean because I I know where that goes and it's like I've already seen like especially after having Casey oh my gosh my body does not lose weight like it used to it's frustrating and I get it and I just want you to know I'm with you I'm with you I'm like as a trainer if you're in hip bodies you know this like I am on this journey with you and I'm gonna keep at it Like, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to say F it. And I don't want you to either. Okay. Okay. So with that being said, someone who is also on kind of a weight loss journey brought up a topic that I don't know if this will, I I don't think it would like be triggering to anyone, but I'll just, so it's an apron belly. Have you heard of this? So an apron belly, or like they call it like a mother's apron. There's a lot of different words for it, but basically um, it can be a little bit more common in like C-section moms. But basically it's, and not, I wouldn't say it's like, I I think with a C-section, it's just like that incision tends to be like right there. So it can make it a little bit more extreme. But anyway, so it's basically like a fold over 
um, at the bottom of the stomach. And so the reason why it's kind of associated with mothers, and it can happen in people who have never had kids either, but in mothers, it's like the adipose tissue, like the fat tissue, it like stretches in a way that kind of creates that fold over when you're pregnant. It's like just like your skin stretches, everything else, like the fat tissue stretches in a way that kind of creates it to fold over. So let me explain. How do you get rid of an apron belly? <laughs> um, so I'll, I want to kind of lead this by saying you cannot spot reduce anything. I can't go, oh, I want to get rid of my double chin. So I'm going to do like, I don't know, head crunches or something, right? And the same with like, I want to get really toned arms. So I'm just going to do a bunch of bicep curls. That doesn't spot reduce in that area, right? That simply builds muscle there. But in order to lose, in order to reduce fat or like make an area smaller or tighten something, that is going to be overall fat loss. So if you're like, okay, well, that doesn't help me. I've lost weight and I still have an apron belly. Okay, this is like the worst news ever. But let me explain. With an apron belly or any sort of problem area, we all have unique problem areas. Okay, so someone who might be struggling with you know, apron, belly or whatever, it's going to be different than someone who is struggling with like, like I carry like all my, like, dude, I I feel like I fared pretty well in the stomach region after having babies, but my double chin is like ridiculous. Okay. So what I'm getting at is we all have different problem areas. Okay. Hear me out. Unfortunately for not, not unfortunately, unfortunately, it doesn't matter. That's your new problem area. Okay, your new trouble area, which simply means it's one of the last areas to go. So depending on exactly what's causing it, I'm going to say it's like stretched fat tissue and not like just loose skin because loose skin is a different situation than like stretched fat tissue, if that makes sense. And I think most people can kind of tell the difference. But and and I just I do want to say like you guys it sucks, but like after having babies, your body's gonna be different. It is, it's gonna be different. But with that being said, if this is something you're trying to change, it's just going to be continuing to lose body fat and knowing that it's eventually going to leave that area. Because what that typically is, is in that particular area in that lower stomach, that part of your stomach was super, super stretched. And so the fat tissue there is as well. That tends to be one of the last places to go for most people, regardless of where they're at. And so same goes for when you're losing body fat, like in any way, shape or form. Okay. So what I'm saying is continue doing what you're doing on your fitness journey and it, it will happen. It will happen potentially. Um, but also it might not because babies change us. They do. It's super annoying, but they do. Um, and so then like in that case, like if you try all the things, you've exercised all your options, then I, you know, I guess like surgery would be the next, <laughs> the next one. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the unfortunate truth. And I'll, I want to say this too, in just regards to spot reducing fat, if some, like I, I see so much clickbait on the internet of like, Oh, how to get rid of X, Y, and Z. And like, that would be one of them, right? Like how to get rid of mother's apron how to get rid of hip dips, how to get rid of cellulite, how to get, you know, all these different things. There is some truth to improving certain areas of your body through exercise, of course. But 
you cannot spot reduce. Like what I always say when you're on a fitness journey and like you're getting stronger and all those things, I'm telling you, you're going to fall in love with the results, but it's not going to look like anyone else. We're all built uniquely. And it's like, it's really fun to just fall in love with like a strong, lean, fit version of you and what that, like what that looks like. And it is such a shame for people who never get to experience that because like we're all, we really are all capable of it and it feels really good. Maybe some people don't have desire to, but like for me, I love the way that feels. I really do. And that's how I want to live my life. I kind of call it like, like fighting shape, right? Like I can go, I can go run. I can play hard with my kids. I can, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Like I feel good. I feel, I feel like I can put on clothes and feel comfortable, like all that kind of stuff. Okay. So anyway, that was kind of, that was one of the questions I got this week. So I wanted to address that. So now we're going to move on to this show I've been watching. I'm only two episodes in. A lot of you might be watching it and you might be further along. But The Parent Test, have you guys watched it? So I'll give you the premise in case you've never seen it. So basically there's all these different parents and they all have different parenting styles, okay? So they split them in half. So there's four parents that are being like judged and four parents who are like doing the judging, okay? four sets of parents. Some of them are like, two of them are like single parents, but okay. So in the first two episodes, I just saw like the first half of parents being judged. So I like learned about their different parenting styles. Okay. So if you're like further along, I'm sorry, I haven't caught up, but I will. So basically they are given these scenarios that they have to go there. That's now filmed with their children. Okay. And the other parents kind of judge what they want to see more of like oh wow this parenting style is very effective i want to see more and so they like eliminated one of the families okay i won't give any spoilers don't worry so i wanted to give you like some overall opinions so first off like the first challenge was getting your child to go off of a high dive which was such an interesting challenge because I think most parents, they focus on how they discipline their children more so than how they encourage them to step outside their comfort zone, right? And I felt like, I don't know, like it was like a sign, like I needed to see this because I'm facing something in parenting, which I'll get to in just a minute, where I'm like struggling a little bit. So I'll get to that. But basically there was, I'm going to give you the different parents. So there was the intensive parents, the routine parents, the new age parents, and the natural parents. So the natural parents, they like live on a farm. I like totally love their vibe. They're very much about like not pushing their children beyond what they're ready for. I would say the new age parents kind of fell into the same category. It just was like not on a farm. (laughs) It was basically like, but they're very like go with the flow. I would say like I really vibed with the new age parents out of the four. The routine parents really liked them. They they were um, they were two dads, okay, and they had two boys, and they have like a really cool like point system for like getting things done. I'm all about that. I'm all about. I thought that was such a cute idea. Some people weren't a fan, and I I'm interested to hear why. But they the routine parents they were all about like breakfast is at this time every day. Like you kind of know what to expect each and every day right? Okay. The intensive parents, dude, if you're a fan of that, like 
I don't know. It was a lot. So she, her daughter, like, has to work every day, including her birthday, including Christmas. Like, there are no days off. They sit in the car and they do math. She's, like, practicing her violin for, like, hours and hours and hours a day. It was crazy. Like, this poor girl, when it came to, like, going off the high dive, she didn't do it. Okay? And she was, like, crying and shaking on the diving board. And it was, like, heart-wrenching to watch. Okay? Oh, I gave a spoiler. Oh, well. Okay. Anyway, one of the things that I feel like I recognized from it was, like, the kids who had a lot of, like, trust in their parents, that I... Like, there was, like, making it playful, that was effective, and, like, having a lot of trust in your parents and, like, good communication, right? So, with all this being said, it's, like, it's made me think a lot. Now, the other challenge that was on the first episode was a yes day. So, they, basically, you couldn't say no to your kids. Like, anything they wanted to do, they couldn't say no. And that that was interesting to watch and because, like, the intensive parents the daughter wanted nothing to do with her parents all day. Shocker, right? Uh, I feel like I'm like, I'm not, I don't mean to like parent shame or anything, but it was like, she just needed a break, man, which I totally get. Um, the natural parents, like they, uh, the kids just wanted like, put away your phones, come outside with us. And it's like, oh gosh, like that's, that's what you totally want your kids to be like, right? I don't know. I kind of wanted that. So with all this being said, let's like, I'm going to, I'm going to open this up. Like you're welcome to give me your advice here. So my son, he started preschool recently. I didn't start preschool at the beginning of the school year. Cause that was right around the time that Casey was due. <clears throat> and it wasn't about germs or anything like that. For me, it was about, I didn't want to start preschool knowing that it was so much change going on in our house too. Like he's, we've always done like nanny shares and stuff like that, like in the home, totally in his comfort zone. So to send him to preschool and bring a new baby home, it was just like way too much at once. So at the new year, we started preschool. And for the most part, he's really enjoyed it, but the novelty has worn off. And so he's starting to not want to go. He's like, I don't want to go unless you go, mom. And oh, it's like breaking my heart. And I reached out to the teachers like, hey, what is Kevin really enjoying? So I can kind of help remind him of it because he doesn't and I think a lot of parents kind of deal with this where their kids like it's almost like they don't recall their whole day so it's like you can't get much out of them in terms of like what they did like they give us recaps of like what they're going to be doing each week so I can kind of bring up that stuff but I wanted to know like what does Kevin seem to really enjoy so I can remind him and kind of get him pumped about school for the week and when I was talking with the teacher she was saying like, oh, you know, he's so quiet. And with the quiet ones, I try to spend one, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, cause I, I was telling her what Kevin was saying. Right. And oh, I guess what I gathered is that he's just like so quiet at school. Like he's so shy and I think it's overwhelming. There's a lot of kids. Right. So when my son is comfortable, the kid is not quiet. The kid does not shut up. Right. Like any three-year-old, right. When they're comfortable, they're just like chat, 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 chat. And so I'm feeling a little sad, like, wow, he's really uncomfortable in this environment where he doesn't feel like he can talk, right? Is that okay? Is that good? Should he continue to be in that environment? Like, I trust the school. I trust the teachers, all that kind of stuff. It's nothing like that. But I'm like, is it an environment for him to thrive in? Would he do better in like a smaller, you know, two to three kids 
that kind of group. And I will do what it takes to make that happen. Like I'm not the kind of mom that's like constantly going to look for the easy way out. Like I will make sacrifices as a parent to make sure that my child can thrive. Okay. So for me, I'm willing to explore any option. And just to compare, like what I'm thinking of is like, what if I found a preschool teacher, got together with some other moms and kind of brought it into the home, right? Like I don't necessarily have the bandwidth right now to homeschool with a baby at home with running the business. And I've like accepted that about myself. It was like a hard thing for me to accept because I totally saw myself being a homeschool mom. But I'm like, at this moment, I just don't have it. Maybe when Casey's older and more at the homeschool age and it's like, okay, she's not quite so needy, right? I don't, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I'm... I'm struggling because, and that, so that show has made me think like, okay, how can I encourage him? How can I help him feel more comfortable? How, like, if he trusts me that like, I wouldn't put it, and he likes it. Let me be clear. He says he has fun and stuff like that, but I'm like, how can I help him feel more comfortable in that environment? I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. If you have any advice, like feel like you can pause this and just blow me up on Instagram. I'm totally here for it. So let's move into part two of the podcast where we kind of just go through the usual things. So what are we doing this week? It's an EMOM week. Every minute on the minute. These are, I love a good timer workout and I kind of need it right now because I have been a little bit too chatty during the workouts. They're taking a little bit too long. So this is just going to help me rein it back in. So it's still going to be strength-based with a splash of cardio but that is what we were doing over here at Hip Bodies this week. So basically, if you don't know what that means, imagine you set a timer that beeps every minute. So beginning of the minute, let's say you're doing 10 squats, okay? You do your 10 squats, you have the rest of the minute to rest, and then the next minute you're doing, you know, a set of hip thrusts or deadlifts or whatever. Basically, the quicker you get it done, the more rest you have. Um, And we can tweak the numbers, right, to make it more or less challenging based on what weights you have available. So anyway, that's what's on the on the schedule. So something I have been killing it at lately is embracing hacks to make my life easier. For example, I have been spending a little more money on groceries. HelloFresh and every plate have made my life so much easier. Do I know if I'm going to keep on with them? I don't know. I really don't. But I will say knowing that I have all the ingredients and the recipe and everything is like in my fridge at my house ready to go. It doesn't stress me out as much to like go out and about. Okay. Cause it's like, I know the dinner's only going to take like 30 minutes to make. So it's like in the afternoon I can go play at the park and do all these crazy things. And I don't feel like I need to be like at home getting things ready and trying to come up with an idea and figure out what I'm going to make, like all that, kind of, you know, like that, that's a weight, right? So I feel like I've been embracing hacks to make my life easier. One of them is the to-do list. So I'm not doing great at this, if I'm being honest, but I'm going to continue trying to figure out how I can get better at it. So like where I put my to-do list, I think is number one. I think I want to put it by my bed. The problem is I don't even sleep in the same bed every night. So sometimes I'm sleeping in Casey's room. Sometimes I'm sleeping in my room. It just totally depends. But I think having it near where I go to bed is key because I feel like if I make my to-do list the night before, then I'm more likely to like actually complete the task the next day versus when I'm like trying to write my to-do list and get going on my day, you know, you get it, 
Right. Okay. So anyway, I do feel like I've been embracing hacks to make my life life easier. So if you have any good ideas, tell me, tell me, I want to, I want to hear them. So meals I'm loving. I did HelloFresh last week and there were these bulgogi meatballs with ginger rice that was just, oh, so good. My husband loved it. I loved it. 10 out of 10 recommend. HelloFresh is definitely like, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I think HelloFresh is slightly better than every plate. And you know, part, here's one of the reasons why. All the ingredients you need for your dish are in a bag. But with every plate, it's like everything comes in a box. Some people prefer that. I like it all separated out so I can just grab the bag that I need, grab the meat that I need, done. And it's like all out. And then what I do as I take out the ingredients, I'm putting my trash back in that bag. So like onion peels, you know, whatever, right? Like it's going back in the bag and then dump it in the garbage. It just feels so easy. It's, it's definitely been worth it. Definitely been worth it. And the, gosh, those bulgogi meatballs were good. My husband, like he loves Asian food and we had three Asian meals last week. Yeah. So he's a happy guy. Okay. Workout wins. This week I deadlifted 165 pounds. I only got it five times, but I did it. So I went like the week before I did 155 pounds eight times. So I upped it to 165 and I got it done five times, which I think is pretty dang good. I'm feeling happy with it. I'm feeling happy with it. <laughs> um, okay, but beyond that, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm proud of my consistency. I mean, I have to be somewhat consistent, right? Because it's my job. So that's not very fair for me to call that a win, but it does still feel like a win because I'm continuing to push myself. I'm getting stronger. Yeah, I'm just, and I'm, I'm proud of my clients too. Like that's a, that's a win for me to see like, my clients coming on live, my clients like celebrating them doing the workouts too. Cause it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I don't care what anyone says. I do everything I can to make my online training as like interactive as possible. But it, at the end of the day, you could still ignore me, right? <laughs> you could still, I can, I'm not like literally in your house banging on your door, like y'all work out with me, right? It, but it's like, I try to call them out and try to do these things and, but they got to show up and they're showing up and it makes me happy. Okay, so things I'm obsessed with right now. Wait, so I was like looking at my notes and I realized I had this window open. I totally forgot to mention it. And this is like going back to the apron belly that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. I know you're like, whoa, all over the place. Yeah, just hear me out. Um, One of the things I forgot to mention was C-section scar massage. That's a thing and it's supposed to help. Okay. Am I an expert in it? Absolutely not. But I recommend if you haven't looked into it, definitely look into it because if it's in more in relation to like where the scar is, I think that's a big part of it. From what I understand, it's never too late to do that. You, you don't like, it's not going to, it's not a big deal if it's been like four years, five years, 10 years, even since you've had the surgery. And I, I say that also from experience because when I learned about that, I actually have breast implants. Did you know that? I think a lot of people know that. I'm pretty open about it. You would never know if you looked at them because they, whoo, girlfriend, they hang real low these days. I can't wait to get a renovation. Anyway, I have scars there, obviously. And I had a lot of like weird like numbness and things like that. So I think it like it for me, I started massaging it and it started helping with like some of that like weird numbness and what's the word? Like nerve stuff, nerve stuff. Does it look different? No, but 
it's a completely different part of your body. So anyway, I just thought I would mention that. Okay. So moving on things I'm obsessed with. What am I like? Okay. I, I just like was having trouble picking, but I'm, I'm going to, I've decided right now I have decided I am obsessed with the supplements. Did I, was that what I did last week? I don't know if I did that last week, but we're, we're going in. So I have been taking the Mary Ruth's morning multivitamin and the mineral supplement at night. And I think I'm going to order the probiotic because I've heard really good things about the probiotic. And she kind of like those three are, she's like, this is it. This this is going to make you so, this is going to make you a really healthy person. I'm a believer in a probiotic. I really am. And I'm a believer in a probiotic for my kiddo too, because he did have antibiotics once. Oh, should I talk about that? Ear infection? No, we've talked too much about my child. I love my child. Don't get me wrong. I love both my children, <laughs> but uh, I I feel like that's boring to talk about too much. Anyway, okay. So I want to tell you things that I've noticed. I do not get great sleep because I am nursing all the time, which is fine. I can't believe how good I feel on minimal sleep. And I'm not saying this is how I want to live. I want to live. I do not want to live on minimal sleep. This is no, this is not fun, but I'm not craving naps constantly. I'm not drinking as much coffee. I've really tried to cut back this week and I'm still feeling really, really good. So Overall, I I don't know if it's the minerals that are helping me get restful sleep when I am, or if it's the multivitamins that are kind of bridging those nutritional gaps that's helping me feel better. But yeah, I I really definitely recommend them. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them at Whole Foods. For me, it was a little cheaper at Whole Foods. I've ordered them from both places though. So I like I've already started ordering my next batch because our whole family takes it. We do a half a teaspoon for Kevin of each one and two tablespoons for mom and dad. I this is definitely gonna be my new supplement. This is it. This is I was all about the beef liver before, and maybe I'll go back to that at some point, but I am noticing more of a difference with this. So this is what I will be taking now. Okay. A lot of people really like this unpopular opinion part. Uh, but I feel like I'm going to ruffle some feathers again. This week's unpopular opinion is Target. I don't like Target. I don't, Target is triggering to me. Okay. First off, every single time, like I don't go to Target often. For me, it's on the other side of town. But like I can think of many, many situations where Target, I have left crying Okay, the lighting in their dressing rooms is offensive. It's straight up offensive. Um, the prices of their jewelry is like, who do you think you are? Okay, like, do you move over? Tiffany is apparently Target's in town. That's ridiculous. And okay, as a kid, I love Target. I always ran into people I know. Okay, and like, I don't know, I had like fond memories of Target as a kid. But I don't know, something about being a grown-up, it upsets me when I go there. Like, it upsets me. Everything's expensive. It's all overpriced to me. The groceries are just the whole thing. The whole thing is like, it feels like a rip-off. And and I have had too many emotional experiences. So I want to tell you the one that stands out to me. When I was pregnant with Kevin, I... I, I think most of you guys know this, but I wasn't excited. It wasn't a planned pregnancy. So I was like trying to convince myself this was something we were, that was going to be awesome, right? 
But like I also logically knew it was going to be really, really hard. And I did not have fun researching anything. You know how like most pregnant women, they're like, oh, this is so fun. Like what do, what kind of crib do I want? What kind of whatever do I want? So I, I literally asked for car seat recommendations on Facebook and like immediately overwhelmed because I didn't know what anything meant. People are like, great, go key fit. Um, you need an infant this. You should get this. And it's like also, I'm like, this sounds like a foreign effing language to me. Okay. Like I had no idea what any of this meant. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Target because we didn't have like a baby store where I live, right? So I was like, I'm just going to go to Target. They have everything there. And our plan was like, let's make a baby registry. We'll get the little like, because we, we never did a wedding registry. Cameron and I basically, we just did a little backyard wedding. So we didn't do anything like that. So we're like, this will be fun. You know, we can just use a little scanner thing, scan a bunch of fun stuff that we want. And I went in there with the stupid scanner thing. And like I, at the time I thought I wanted to cloth diaper. Do you know how overwhelming that is? Cloth diapering? That's confusing in itself. So it's like, okay, I guess I won't worry about cloth diapering right now. Like that's, okay, back burner. Let's just look at, um, let's just look at car seats. And so I go to the car seats and I, I just, I start crying. And I'm like, how is anyone, no one can help me. I, what, do, why, why is this one four times the price of this one? Does that, is this one better? It like, and they're like, oh, well, this is an infant one and this one they can use forever. And I'm like, why wouldn't you want the one they can use forever? It's like, I logically know the answer to all of these questions now, but it was so overwhelming and no one was explaining to me. All the employees there were like 20 years old. They don't have kids. They don't know, right? Like they're not car seat experts. It was just like, and no offense to Target, but I hate you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just not, I'm just not a Target person. I've had, to, and like the last year, when I was getting ready for Cameron's work Christmas party, I bought a pair of like, it was like leather leggings, like the faux leather leggings. I bought them from there along with like a couple other things. And I hated everything to the point, again, it made me cry. Now, granted, I had also just had a miscarriage. Sorry if that's like triggering. Um, But like, so I was, you know, just... I felt like I was like still a little bloated and like whatever, like the hormones were kind of like effing everything up inside me. And I was like, I mean, I could have been like, cause I got pregnant the very next cycle with Casey. So who knows if I was like pregnant or whatever, but like, it was just, I, it was so, I, I don't know, like everything about Target, it just like, I was like, I'm not good enough for this place. <laughs> like, Why is Target so fancy? It's just, you know what? Walmart makes me feel at home. I'm a Walmart girl. I'm a Walmart girl. Last time I went there, um, I wanted to try stuff on, but I was there at like seven in the morning and the lady was like, the dressing rooms like technically aren't open, but if you put everything back, I can open it for you. And I was like, see, this is what I'm talking about. I need, I need this. Just leave me alone. Don't turn the lights on. Just let, you know, it's just, I love Walmart. I do. I love Walmart. I know. It's like a very unpopular opinion. Like a lot of people, they're like, really? You like Walmart, but I do. I do. I like the prices. I think they they have been getting better and better with the clothes and it's and the jewelry. You okay? You're spending five dollars for a set of earrings versus like twenty five at Target. Okay, so who's the real winner here? Anyway, that was everything I wanted to discuss this week. I do look forward to hearing your thoughts on like the parent test. I'm just like gonna remind you, okay? So the weight loss frustration, 
We talked about that. It's normal. If you need to like vent to me, please feel free. I'm right there with you. Misery loves company, so we can chat. Um, the apron belly, just like a reminder, spot reducing fat, we can't do. It's kind of a new problem area for us as moms. It's a thing. And I will say too, I, do, I feel like I have a little uh, minor, minor, but it's there, apron belly. And I, so, I, but I can imagine if I had a C section scar there, it would be a lot more prominent. Um, so massaging that C-section scar can help, but spot reducing fat is not a thing. So we just have to like be super patient and keep on our journeys. Um, the parent test, we talked about that. I want to hear your thoughts on that. I want to hear all your opinions on like my preschool issues I'm facing. Um, target sucks. I'm embracing hacks to make my life easier and I'm open to yours. Okay. I'm open to yours and yeah. Yeah. That's it. So have a wonderful week, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. I feel like I was a little less all over the place. I feel like, yeah, I'm going to get, I'm going to get better and better at this. I need to like figure out how to write my notes and stuff in a way where it makes sense, but please feel free to always send me your questions. I love chatting about it. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening.